Hello and welcome to the Ladies Best Life podcast. Today we're talking about self-doubt, we're talking about confidence, and we're going to help you to, as well as all of the practical steps that we've talked about recently, we're going to start to look at maybe the things that we don't consider so much. Our minds are so powerful. They literally can like can control so many situations and they can actually end up controlling us. What I see a lot of people do is underestimate this. They just think they are the way that they are and it's the way that it is and there's nothing else that they can do. Now, this is not the case at all. We can learn to control our minds a little bit better, but it's a habit. So just like anything else in life, it requires work, it requires time, it requires effort to break down a habit and then form a new one. So why are we talking about self-confidence today? I see women everywhere and men, but I work with women who are really struggling with their confidence. They don't back themselves, they don't believe in themselves, they don't support themselves, and they always feel on the back foot. And this is some like one of the main reasons why people join the coaching club. Yes, they usually have like a physical goal, whether it be to tone up, lose weight, or to build some energy. But generally, they don't feel like they wanna feel on the inside. They're not as happy as they could potentially be, and that is why they want to work on their confidence. They want to have have the same confidence that they had years ago, maybe even right the way back to childhood. So I've got seven steps for you today. It's quite a lot, okay? Quite a lot for you to take on board. So don't think about implementing them all, but if I was you, I would write them all down and then maybe circle one or two, which are going to be most beneficial for you. That's going to be a game changer for you because When we have too much information, it can lead to procrastination, which then leads to inaction. And off the back of these podcasts, like I've said from you right the way since the 100th episode, I want you to use these podcasts to get results. And in order to get results, we need action, right? So please, if you're feeling um, overwhelmed and there's too many steps, just sit down for a second and go, right, what one is either the easiest thing for me or what one do I feel like I need the most right now, okay? And if you are super overwhelmed, go for the easiest. Always go for the lowest hanging fruit if you are overwhelmed. So let's get stuck into it, shall we? Step number one, celebrate your achievements. Now, a lot of people will be listening to this going, yeah, but I'm not achieving. Hang on a second. There will be some things that you're doing better than maybe you've done before. And I mean, you know, say for example, you're not snapping at the children as much because you're sleeping better. It doesn't need to be like a fucking humongous win where it's all positive. You could just be doing things slightly better than you were before. And maybe you're not. Maybe you feel like your life is an absolute shit show right now. But did you get up and get dressed today? Celebrate it. Did you make the children breakfast? Did you rock up into work? Did you crack a smile even though you didn't want to? The more we can steer our mind towards the positive, okay, and it's not toxic positivity, but just recognizing that there are small wins dotted right the way throughout our day. The more we can do that, the better we feel. Because life is heavy when we don't recognize how fucking awesome we're doing, even when we don't really feel like it's awesome because we've done X, Y, Z before. 
So step number one to building your confidence is to recognize and celebrate your achievements, no matter what they are. You may need to manage your expectations when it comes to this because you might only see an achievement as running a marathon or having all the kids, you know, dressed beautifully all day, every day. So maybe we need to go back and have a look at your expectations and make sure that they are attainable. Step number two is set realistic goals. We've gone through so many goal setting lives before and if you feel like you are unsure of it, go back a few episodes, look at the goal settings, look at when we talked about what do you want, why do you want it, who needs to help you and how are you going to get there. The three W's and the one H, they are going to be the absolute game changers for you if you're struggling to set realistic goals. Now again, back to expectations, which is one thing that we see massively does hinder people actually. It holds people back a lot. They set sky high expectations. They don't allow expectations to almost like adjust as we go through life and say if shit happens, they just go, no, I said I was gonna do this, I need to do this. Whereas if we can allow ourselves just to kind of manage those expectations, drop the expectations slightly as and when it's needed, the game changes. So learn to whatever realistic goal that you've set yourself. So, you know, we're just weeks away to the end of the year now. Maybe as we come into the time of year where supermarkets are packed full of, if I'm speaking about myself personally, my favorite foods, cheese and chocolate, it's gonna be maybe a bit harder to lose weight, right? It's, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's gonna be harder. So maybe during this time, we wanna focus on habits rather than progress. So can we commit to, for the next six weeks, going to the gym twice a week and literally have it on your wall so you can see where to tick it off? Maybe it's that you're gonna stick to a liter of water every day. What goals, and they could be habit goals rather than progress goals, what goals can you stick to? When you set a realistic goal, then every time that you go to the gym, at that one out of two sessions a week, when you've been, celebrate it sit in the car after your workout and go, fucking well done. I did this recently. I literally went through a phase when I just came back from Bali. I was struggling with a gut infection. I've talked loads about it. And I, my energy was on the floor and I did not fucking wanna go to the gym. But I got to the point where I was like, well, actually like, you're not feeling too unwell. You're just not as well as you'd like to be. So what needs to change? So I just went to the gym, I did 20 minutes, did a bit of a roll round, bit of mobility, lifted a few of my favorite machines and got in the car after and I sat there and I went, fucking well done, Sash. You didn't want to do that, but you had some banging tunes on and you actually felt really good after it. Well done. How many of you do that? And I literally said those words out loud. I didn't even just say them in my mind. So yes, okay, I am a nutter, but actually by celebrating those small achievements and setting goals that are realistic, the confidence will go up. Step three, I've wrote this down and I've called it embrace failure as a learning opportunity, but I don't even want you to consider the word failure because you either win or you learn right? You don't win or you fail. You don't win or you lose. You, you win or you learn. And so if you wake up, you're, you snoozed your alarm and you're now too late to go to the gym, that's not a failure. That's a lesson. What happened the night before to stop you getting to the gym this morning? You had caffeine at 4 p.m., you went to bed late, you weren't organized, you couldn't sleep because you weren't organized and you had caffeine, and then obviously snoozing the next day was the 
thing that you wanted to do and that's okay. So instead of seeing this next six week sprint, for example, this next six weeks of your actions as win or lose, can we see it as win or learn? And in those learnings, we have an opportunity team. We have an opportunity to learn what went well, how could we have done things differently, how could we set up things slightly differently for next time? Because when we reflect on our learnings, we can then ensure that we don't keep repeating the same mistakes. Because that's another thing that we see people do is they never take a time to sit back, to reflect, to learn. So they just keep making the same mistakes, drinking every weekend, late caffeine, you know, whatever. And it impacts their sleep. So then they're not going to go to the gym the next day. So step three, embrace that opportunity. Take the time to see it as an opportunity every time you learn. Step four. This is like a double barrel. I want you to become really aware of your surroundings, the people that you're surrounding yourself with, but also the surroundings and the environment as in your mind. So recognizing negative self-talk, we talked about this a little bit earlier, is key. Because if we constantly say to ourselves, you're a loser, you're a loser, you're a loser, how is that going to breed confidence? It's not. So we need to think about how can we speak to ourselves in a way that we would speak to our three-year-old about, to our friend about. Because if you constantly spent your time with someone who was like, you're a loser, you know that, you're really shit, you'd be like, hang on a minute, like, I actually don't like your energy and you make me feel like shit, so I'm going to remove myself from you as much as I can. But then when we speak to ourselves like that, we don't think about calling ourselves out. We don't think about trying to change the way that that is. So that's what I want you to recognize today is, as well as surrounding yourself with people who are positive and who support you and who raise you up and who, you know, will say maybe when you're being a bit of a dick, I think that's a really good quality in a friend, but also will recognize when you're doing fucking great and give you a firm talking to when you're being too hard on yourself as well. So as long as we've got the external world and the internal world, so the way we speak to ourselves, marrying up and both working together to support you, that's gonna be a game changer. Now, like I mentioned earlier, these things, especially like, inner talk, so the the words that we say to ourselves in our mind, it's a skill. You probably built up the language in your mind towards yourself over a number of years. It could be your uncle's voice, it could be your mum's voice, it could be a teacher's voice, and you've learned literally what they've said to you for the majority of your life. And by the way, for fellow ADHD or ADD people, We are very fucking used to, from a child, being told that we're naughty, being told that we can't concentrate, being told that we're easily distracted, being told that we talk too much. You know, I think it's something like um, children with ADD or ADHD get something like seven times more criticism. So if you're a fellow ADHDer, hello, I fucking salute you and I have so much love and respect for you. But remember, we have to work harder on the language and the voice that we've picked up in our mind. So don't forget about that, okay? Start to think about how you speak to yourself. If you had a friend who spoke to you about, to yourself in the same way, would you still want them about? Probably not. So let's start to work on that skill. Let's go, hang on a minute, I don't like what I just said to myself. 
And it could be that you were really shit and you didn't go to the gym that morning. But instead of being like, you're a failure, you didn't go to the gym. Okay, well, we didn't make the gym, but actually I've got dressed, I've brushed my teeth, I'm blah, 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 so many wins. And tomorrow's a new day and I'm actually learning because I didn't go to bed in time. I went caffeine too late and blah, 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 blah. Tomorrow we're going to go again. Every day we get to learn. Step five, practice self-care. Now, self-care, I actually am starting to fucking hate the term, if I'm honest with you, because people think it's like, just go for a spa day or, you know, have a facial or just go do yoga. Self-care is what you need. Whether that be go to the fucking gym and lift some weights, whether that be drink your water, eat your veggies, take your supplements, whether it be go and do yoga, I'm not against any of that. But a lot of the time people think, so I work with driven women, right? And I work with women who want to be better. They want to tap into their potential. They know they're bimbling along through life. They know they can do more with life, right? So when I say self-care, they think it's just hippie woo shit. But actually, it's you looking after you because no one else is going to. No one else is going to be like, Susan, it's eight o'clock and you said you were going to go to the gym. Get up now, darling. Here's a coffee. No, we are fucking parents. We are adults, not parents. I'm a dog mum, but that's as far as it goes. We are adults. We have to look after ourselves. We have to become accountable to ourselves. And self-care means that we can then have the energy and the capacity to look after other people better. So rather than seeing it as a hippie woo thing that's a take it or leave it, see it as a fucking necessity. It's a fucking necessity to look after yourself, honestly. And the more you do it, the more you'll realize and kick yourself for not doing it. Game changer. Step six, your second to last one. This will be hard, especially if you are highly critical of yourself. Focus on your strengths. Now, we're going to look for when we win and we learn. We're going to look at the learnings and recognize our weaknesses. Because if you just focus on your strengths, you're missing a big part of progression. Okay? So we have to recognize our strengths. We can focus on them. We can push them. So, for example, for me, tennis is my absolute worst thing ever. Like, I love doing it, but I am so bad at it, it almost sends the other person mental, right? So I need to focus on what I can do and what is really good for me, which is going to the gym, lifting weights and the occasional class. They are my strengths. And when I go, because I am learning how to move better, how to lift better and all these different things, I'm stacking up that undeniable, undeniable evidence. That I'm fucking good at something. Maybe tennis is your thing, but you want to get into weights. Just because you're good at tennis doesn't mean that you need to focus solely on tennis, right? You could still focus on weights, but don't just remove the thing that you're good at. Recognize and appreciate your strengths. Write them fucking down. If you're having a shit day, write down your wins from this last week, like we talked about earlier. Write down your strengths and then just have a little side note of three things that you want to work on right now. Because I think for the majority of people, every time that I do this at a live event, I'm like, right, tell me what's fucking ace about you. Room goes silent. Then when I'm like, right, now tell me your flaws, it's like blah, 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 right? Everyone can literally list an abundance of flaws. When we focus on what we don't have, what we are not, and our flaws, that just accumulates to you are not good enough. You are shit, you need to be better. But actually, imagine if we could just go, right, okay, these are all of my strengths. And I've got just only three 
of my weaknesses and my lessons that I want to work on right now. Can you, like, I don't know about you, but like, as I'm saying that, I already feel lighter. And that's because we, generally, the way that we think will generate our feelings and our emotions. And if we constantly think, I'm a loser, I'm a failure, I can't do this and I can't do that, heavy, 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 right? Whereas if we're like, actually, fuck it, these are all the things I'm brilliant at and these are just three things that are my little projects right now and I'm gonna get my lab coat on and I'm gonna become a scientist and I'm just gonna explore with this, I'm gonna experiment. And the final one is two in one again. Step out of your comfort zone and allow yourself to learn and improve. I think we have a fear of failure a lot of the time. We fear that if we go to the gym and we sit on a machine and we don't know how to use it, that everyone's gonna think we're the worst thing ever and how fucking embarrassing. And we are then gonna be almost like put onto this big thing, like pedestal, not pedestal, but pen uh, podium. That's the word I'm looking for, big podium. And gonna be like, look, you're a failure. Not the case at all. No one, if we talk about the gym environment, no one cares what you're doing. No one is literally looking at you. And if they do, they're probably going, do you want a hand? You know, and if they're not, they're a knob, right? And you just need to park them. But by stepping out of the comfort zone, it could be that thing that's triggering you about your partner, having that honest conversation. And like I talked about previously with, in the communication podcast that I did, deliver the I message. I feel like this when this happens. So it could be, that could be stepping out of your comfort zone. Stepping out of your comfort zone could be going to a gym for the first time. It could be hiring a coach because you're fucking sick of spinning your wheels. It could be leaving your partner, whatever. It could be the smallest little thing, like delay your coffee by half an hour and have some water beforehand. Your comfort zone is your comfort zone and I urge you to just dip your toe out first before you jump out. Sometimes you will wanna jump and that's okay. But a lot of the time you will potentially be living in a bit of overwhelm. So jumping out is just absolute carnage. It's not going to be right for you. So when we step out of our comfort zone and when we get to the other side, whatever task it is, and we realize we're still alive, that breeds confidence. And when we are learning and we're improving, we're leveling up, whether it be, you know, learning the nutrition that makes us more energized or learning how to use a new bit of kit in the gym or what else could it be? Learning a new skill in work, potentially. When we're improving, we feel better. Humans are designed to grow. We thrive from growing. We thrive from evolving. We thrive from learning. But so many times we fear failure, so we stop ourselves. Whereas actually, if we were to allow ourselves to step out of that comfort zone and to put ourselves in an opportunity to grow, learn and evolve, our fucking confidence would go through the roof. And something that I always get told I'm really good at is I throw stuff out, whether it be an idea for the coaching club or a suggestion for my partner, or um, I go and try a new workout. And I could literally kind of like metaphorically fall flat on my ass, right? Flat on my face. And I'm like, oh my God, I completely fucked that up. And I just kind of go, oh well, move on. <laughs> Next thing, because dwelling on it, sitting in the past, isn't going to get us anywhere. 
So by experimenting and just getting that lab coat on and just throwing stuff and just giving it a go, what are the best ways to you, for you to develop your confidence back up? And if you can remember a time as a kid when you had more confidence, look at how you behaved. Look at learning to walk, for example. You don't go from being a queen bum shuffler to then standing on your feet, falling over and going, right, fuck that. <laughs> I failed at that once, therefore I'm not gonna go again because you wouldn't be walking now, right? You probably went, oof, well that hurt, or okay, that was annoying, let's go again. And I'm gonna use the sofa to stand up and I'm gonna you know, hold my mum's hand or whatever it could be. You try, you try, you try again. And you tell that inner critic, you tell that voice in the back of your head, hold your horses, mate. I'm learning this skill and I'm giving myself the space to learn it. I don't care if I inverted commas fail because I'm gonna learn. And off the back of this, I'm gonna feel an abundance of confidence. I'm gonna back and believe and support myself and I'm gonna grow and evolve. Imagine if we could do that for everything. Don't wish it was easier team, wish and commit to being better. That's the difference. So they are your seven steps to developing self-confidence. So I'm gonna go over them just one more time. Celebrate your achievements, no matter how big or small. Set realistic goals and allow yourself to vary your standards. Embrace failure as a learning opportunity. Remember, we either win or we learn. Recognize self-talk, the negative one especially, catch yourself with it, and also surround yourself by positive people and people who are going in the direction that you wanna go in. Practice looking after yourself, self-care. Step six, focus on your strengths whilst building on your weaknesses. Step seven, step out your comfort zone and commit to learning and to improving. I hope that's helpful. I would love to know what is your most poignant one. What one are you gonna focus on most? Write it down, send it to me on socials and let's get into this together.